0: If you announced to everyone that if they tapped you, they would want a free rash guard, and you did this for a whole month, would you get tapped more or less during your grappling practices? Um, Well, this is exactly what I did. I am PJ Broom. I'm the host of Half Your Problem podcast, and here we go. This is the first episode. I'm pretty excited about this. We've talked about it a long time around scramble. and I felt like it was time to do it. Uh, just real quick, the main reason I'm doing this is just to help build the community of Scramble a little bigger and uh, be more connected to the people that are around Scramble. So, just so people can be around and even if they can't be in the gym, they can be a part of the atmosphere and a part of the culture and everything by staying in tune with what's going on. Um, so, we're going to cover all kinds of different things on this podcast, but We'll have a bunch of different versions of episodes. One of them will be a month in review, and that's what we're going to do today because it's the end of July, and we just finished our last weekday class for the month of July, and I'm just going to cover that whole month in review. So for myself, I do these things, these little challenges, um, and sometimes they're fun, and then sometimes they're not so much fun. Sometimes it's like I'm only going to hit triangles this whole month which can get a little much sometimes, it's it's frustrating, but this month, uh, it was, I'm gonna give away a rash guard, one of my very own personal rash guards, uh, to anybody that taps me, and it was a little bit of a challenge to other people, to, you know, because I knew people would want to come get a rash guard, get the clout of getting the next one, or the first one, or whatever, but also it was more of a challenge for myself and I learned a lot about myself that month. It was a very hard month and we're just going to talk about it a little bit. So the first thing I'd like to go over is who tapped me, right? So I got tapped three times for the whole month. My goal was four and a half times. So if I got tapped four times, it was a win. If I got tapped five times, it was a loss. And that was kind of how I was going to, you know, uh, classify it in my head. Uh, but I got tapped three times, and there was a couple of consistencies, and we'll just talk about them real quick. We won't hang up on this too long. But the first time I was tapped was at an open mat on July 4th, actually. We did an open mat that morning. Um, a bunch of people came in that morning. We rolled a lot that morning and i was rolling with one of our purple belts his name's trip and trip i actually predicted trip to be one of the people to tap me for the month before we started people were asking me well, what do you think you know who do you think will tap you and i named off a few names and i got two of them right um and trip trip was one of the first ones i thought of trip ended up tapping me he was on my back trip's got this little gift wrap system he uses from the back that is pretty intimidating for me. I've I've got a pretty crappy upper body. My I've dislocated my shoulders and my collarbones and stuff, so it, it hurts bad. And he he really gets mean with it. And so I turtled, and he ended up getting high. He still had the gift wrap, but he got kind of high. But then as he fell off the top, he went to like a clamp guard, and that is where the problems really start with Trip. Uh, he is really good at it with high guards. Anytime you've got He starts walking his hips up. He is really dangerous. He ended up finishing me. He likes to call it a mirror lock. I would call it like an Americana with the hips. But it was kind of just like he had me in a triangle. And instead of arm barring the arm that was in the triangle, he gets the elbow across the center line and then ratchets the wrist back the other way. It's an Americana across your own hips. sort of. It's the same kind of lock as a mirror lock. And um, that was really good, that one. I kind of anticipated that, but that was only four days in, so I was a little nervous. I was like, oh, my God, that's one rash guard gone. Um, this might be a problem. But then I made it a little while, and I made it until July 12th. And then July 12th, we were in a morning class. I taught the class. We're in the gi. Trips was in no gi, but we're in the gi for this one. And I'm looking around, and it was a pretty tough class. And But Steve... Steve Cox, he was there, and I knew I, he was actually another one that I predicted could definitely do it. Steve is is like a trash compactor. When he grabs something, he can destroy it. Um, he's very, very strong, very, very sticky, and he's got very good, I would call it personally, like very traditional jujitsu, like hip bump sweeps to triangles or crossing the elbow across the center line from closed guard to triangles and arm bars. Very good tradition stuff that you could find, like, In a jiu-jitsu textbook. That's what he's good at, right? And so this was July 12th in the morning class. We're in the gi, and Steve has been working on adding some leg locks. When he started training with us, he never played with leg locks hardly at all. Uh, We're not a super uh, leg lock heavy gym or anything, but we definitely embrace them. And if you don't train them, it's very apparent very fast, right? But he started training with us late last year. Um, and he has really embraced the leg locks, trying to get better at a lot of that stuff. And he ended up on a traditional Oshie and it was like, I wasn't real worried about it on everybody else. It would have been the wrong leg, (laughs) but on Steve, since he's new, he's been kind of just doing both legs. He doesn't really have a preference of side from what I can tell. And so he had my left leg and I was able to clear Uh, his foot off the hip and started to try to stand up again. But then he went outside Ashi. He took his leg out of the center, went outside Ashi, And to be honest with you, right when he did it, I thought it was a mistake on his part. I really thought where we were in that moment, I was going to be able to take his back, climb. We were in the Gi too, so he's covered in handles. So I thought I would be able to climb him, take his back, and make him pay for this. But no, he went, like I've heard it called a motorcycle grip. But where you underhook or, I mean, overhook the foot for a straight ankle, and then your other hand posts on top of the shin, and then you grab your own wrist like a Kimura lock, right? Well, um, he, he had that grip, and Steve put it into it, boy, and he ended up getting a tap on that one. <clears throat> um, it was good. I almost waited too long. It kind of tweaked my ankle a little bit. I guess that was my pride. I always tell people there's two things that get you hurt in jiu-jitsu. It's ignorance and pride um, on one of the two people's part, right? Whether it's the person applying the technique or the person getting it applied to them. But regardless, it was a really good tap. I was pretty proud of him, and then he ended up winning a rash guard. So that's the 12th, right? So I've been tapped twice. I'm kind of on schedule for four and a half, if you look at it like that at this point. Um, I'm not very confident on the 12th that I can make it to four taps and not five. But, you know, all all you can do is press on there. So we keep on rolling. And then it goes a week, actually, a whole week. And this is a Tuesday night, I think. I know it was a Gi night. I can't remember if it was a Tuesday or Thursday. And it's the 19th, July 19th. It was definitely a Tuesday now that I think about it. And I had two rules about this whole month for myself to make it a little bit of a level playing field. I was going to not roll with people that aren't doing the, the class. If you're sitting and watching, I'm not rolling with you. Like, get out here and roll with the rest of the class, and then I'll roll with you, but I'm not going to roll with somebody that I've done four rolls, you've done none, or whatever. You know, that's a little extreme. And then you jump on me, right? That was one rule. And another rule was uh, – I'm not going to do extra rounds. I'm getting all the training I want and then some. To be honest, this month I, I'm a little overtrained, but uh, I didn't want to tell anybody no, right? That was following my rules. So if you're out here rolling, I d- I'm not going to tell you no. But if you don't roll with me during class, that's not my fault either. I'm not going to stick around for an extra hour and let everybody gang up on me. So uh, class dismissed. And Mark, Mark is, just got his blue belt and he's. Sneaky, he 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 gets into things, and he'll keep them secret for a little while to himself before he reveals that he kind of knows how to do them. Um, and Jason's been teaching Butterfly Oshie stuff for a few months now, and people are getting to play around with it. And I, I finished the class, okay, class, class is dismissed. And Mark says, oh, I wanted to roll with you, though. And it was like, yep, yeah, but that's class, dude. Sorry. And he's like, come on. And he hadn't done the role. He was the odd man out. So I'll give him that. He didn't get to do the last roll. He was the odd man out. Uh, but still, regardless, that's not my fault. I should have just stuck with my rules. But there I go, breaking my rules to help folks. And Mark ends up, we're rolling along. It's been a few minutes. Uh, we're in 50-50-ish. And he overhooks my free side leg. And I wasn't really worried about it, to be honest. Um, I just wasn't. I just wasn't thinking about it. I was tired. I I didn't really I didn't think he could finish on my free side leg, but then as we're kind of sort of exiting 50-50, which was actually one of my plans the whole month was to get people to fifty fifty and slow them down and make less jujitsu happen for a little bit if I ever got tired, and that plan was working great. But Mark ends up uh, as we're exiting fifty fifty, he enters butterfly ashi on the other leg. It was very smooth. Um, I try to kick out and you, and pull my leg out, uh, almost got it, but he it ends up it, it, with an Aoki lock and finishes the Aoki lock. Um, it was very, it was very good, uh, applied technique. It, that was with the same ankle that Steve got. And to be honest with you, like I can talk about a hundred times where I almost got tapped this month. So my wrists and elbows and knees and, uh, Ankles and all that are just super sore. My jaw hurts. I've got ghee burn and hair burn all over my face from where people are just grinding their geese and tape and face and everything into me. But, uh anyways, yeah, that was uh, th- that really set me back on that ankle, too. So that was the 19th. That was the third tap. And now today is actually the 29th. So we actually have two more days. Um, I don't think I'm going to get to train. Saturday or Sunday, but uh, so I guess I'll finish the month off with only three taps, which is exceeding my goal, which I'm pretty happy with. So I got cu- tapped with one high guard and two uh leg locks. To be honest with you, the thing with Trip was pretty unavoidable. Uh, he just really ran the system the way it's meant to be ran with Steve. Uh, Steve and his newfound skills, maybe I didn't give him the respect he deserved. On that and so that's a lesson to be learned with that and with mark it's just it just goes to show just because you you know think you got it in the bag or you think you can I'll just dig this hole a little deeper and then I'll get out sometimes that's just a bad idea somebody comes at you with something that you didn't anticipate and and that's, and that's that you feel me but it's really fun months I do these kind of things I do them every other month so August I'm gonna take off in fact I'll probably just let everybody tap me all they want in August I am pretty exhausted but uh, that was that was a really fun month there's a bunch of stuff this month that was good um but we'll talk about that in a second I just wanted to talk I'm gonna give you three reasons why I'm pretty hard to tap I did a a bunch of freaking rounds this month okay I did a lot of rounds and I only got tapped three times and I'm pretty happy with it. Uh, like I said, I mean, we, we're we a new gym. We're three years old. We're celebrating our third anniversary or whatever, you know, birthday or whatever you want to call it, uh, here in a, about a week and a half. And uh, so we're new. Like even the most experienced people with us are purple belts for the most part. I don't get to train with a whole lot of brown and black belts. There's, a, you know, like Jason, obviously, and um, our head coach, Jason Hamilton, and a few others, right? But um, for the most part, most of my training is white and blue belts. So three is pretty good I would say for for my own goals, right But I'm gonna give you three reasons. I always give people crap about why they need to do like these extra things. Um, one, my one of the things is I I'm, <laughs> when I start rolling every day I finish rolling. I never I never start rolling, sit around and then roll some more and then sit around. If I don't care if it's 42 rolls, or if it's four roles, I'm going to do every role. And that is the standard I set for myself. And I speak that into uh, existence with people around me so they can hold me accountable to that. Even if they don't call me out, I know they know that. And you will not see PJ Broom sit a role, even if it means I have to get my ass kicked, right? I will tote the ass whipping. And, you know, that's just one of my standards for myself. And that is one of the reasons I'm pretty hard to tap I feel like is because I am fairly comfortable being uncomfortable and that is a very important skill when when you're getting smooshed on bottom and big old huge guy I'm a small guy you know and big old huge guys get on top of you in side control and they're trying to crush your soul so that's one thing if you are if you're looking to be harder to tap then put yourself in crappier situations and do not let yourself sit the role right because when you have that much invested and you do that every day for years uh, it makes it a little bit harder to let someone progress to the point of tapping you. Not that you'll push it farther when they get the arm bar. You know, you tap just like everybody else. When they get the arm bar, you don't want your arm hurt, but it's harder to let yourself lay there and let them get that far along. And you know what I'm talking about. If you train, uh, and then the other two, a little bit more uh, silly than that. One is I mop more than the other people and everybody sleeps on the mop and everyone's like, Oh, You're just saying that to get us to mop. So, whatever. Like I coach the classes and I mop the mats, and I'm fine with that. I don't expect lower ranks to do it. I don't expect high ranks to do it. I don't expect anybody to do it. Um, But I will say, I have stayed and mopped the mats for 11 years. Right? I did it through wrestling practice. So I guess longer than that. Um, But I have stayed and mopped the mats, and it's one of the I get better information. While talking to high ranking people, while mopping, then you then it's like a private lesson. Like it's like a five minute private lesson. And that might not sound valuable to you, but when you do that three or four, five, six days a week for eleven years, that is a bunch of time, right? So use it as that. Stay and mop and ask me a question or ask Jason a question. or shit, I will talk to the white belts and see what their experiences are to get ideas on what I need to teach or, where we're lacking or maybe where we're really good in our gym so <clears throat> it's not the act of mopping it's what comes with the mopping and i've con- convinced a few people of that um and they they're starting to see it pay off but you know it's just not one of those instant gratifica gratifying things where it's like oh yeah like i saw the result of that tomorrow like no This is years and years you're talking about, but you have the rest of your life to do jujitsu. And then the last reason that I'm really hard to tap is because I use Amber mouthwash and that just makes me tougher than you. Y'all use that candy ass mouthwash, that blue stuff, Listerine. I go buy like the off brand Amber stuff. And anytime I'm thinking, uh, maybe I, I need to toughen up a little bit. I just go hit that mouthwash real quick. And I don't know if you've ever used Amber mouthwash before. Um, but Oh my goodness, this stuff's rough. And that's why I'm hard to tap, those three reasons, So, just so you know. Okay, let's move on. That's 17 minutes there of just that month in review on July. Um, There's a few other things, though, I guess we could talk about. We could talk about what we celebrate. You know, 4th of July was a great time for us. Holidays like that at Scramble, that's not something where you disappear and you don't see each other until the holiday's over again. We get together and we celebrate this. We got all together. We probably got, I don't know how many people, um, but we all got in the gym. You know, we had a few drinks and grilled out, you know, and brought a grill out there and grilled. And we had cornhole going on and spike ball. Like, we had a great time, right? Kids, oldies, right? We got everybody out there listening to music, just having a good time, hanging out, building the camaraderie and the culture of Scramble. I think people that come and visit us can, like, smell it in the air that our culture is just a little different. And it's because I like to tell people this, that we're not a gym gym we're a team so when you sign up you're not paying a membership to like a weightlifting gym where you go in there and you are never heard from again like the front desk person says hi and then good luck right this is a team that holds you accountable if you go missing you can expect to be called out on facebook or something um but it's just a a little different and i think that shows when we celebrate you know holidays like that we also had a, a competition this month where we took four blue belts to the PGF and USA Qualifier, uh, USA Grappling Trials Qualifier. Sorry, I know that's a mouthful. The PGF is a uh, – what's the best way to say this? It's like a YouTube streamed tournament where they run qualifiers to qualify for a season of grappling. The season is like a week long or less. You have like 12 to 15 matches. And it's just a really fun – way to acquire matches there are there is some high level competition that does the pgf but what i see more than anything else is that they're just having a good time and i think one of the reasons our guys excel at that rule set so well is because we coach them to put on a show and to go out there and do jujitsu and not try to you know tactically or strategically win the matches just go out there you know give it a hundred percent put on the show showcase what you do and if you lose, you can lose with your chin up, right, because it's an open rank, and it's just uh, it's just for fun anyways. Who cares, honestly? And, uh, you know, they've I think the guys at the PGF have learned to appreciate what scramble brings, and that is really cool. It's really nice to hear them say good things about our students because I watch our students put in that work every day and follow that advice I just said uh, closely. Every single day they're getting in their grind and trying to kill each other and putting that work in and it's really cool for people like uh brandon McCatherine and and matt scaff and these guys uh there was some. oh yeah keelan came over and said that our guys were very excited it's just i don't take any credit for that at all i mean you know i'm just in the room doing it with them and i feel it they are exciting because they're in there trying to kill each other and this everything uh, they, they go out there and give it everything every single night, not just at the PGF, right? It, it, you can see it when they get out there and compete. It's really cool. I have a a really good time with that. But um, so we did that one tournament. We haven't done any other tournaments this upcoming month. You know, we might do some more. We'll see. But I think August might be kind of a slow month as far as competition goes because we've got a bunch going on. But um, there's a bunch of new stuff going on. Okay, uh, that's coming up. I started this month, and we're going to see come, you know, bear fruit next month. But one thing is this podcast, man. This is the first episode. Look at that. That's crazy. Most episodes are not going to be solo podcasts. There'll be one episode a month that is a solo podcast. I know so- some people love solo podcasts. Some people will not listen to a solo podcast. But anyhow, we uh, we're going to do one of these a month. We're going to have Jason on once or twice a month, and then I'll have a different guest once a month, so it'll be cool. We're going to do four episodes a month, but the podcast is new. We're also starting our new schedule, class schedule. It starts um, August 1st, so that's Monday. Uh, we've got a teenager class on the schedule. We've also added a beginner's class. The beginner's class is like a members-only thing, so brand-new people cannot go to beginner's class. That's not how it works, right? You don't get to flood the class. and Take away from the members, um, if you want to get in that beginner's class, then get in here in the fundamentals class on the weekdays. Train with us. Try your two-week uh, free trial out. And if you're liking it, when you sign up, you can start coming to the beginner's class, which is an eight-week program. We're going to try to put um, some of our tougher guys, you know, and more knowledge, not necessarily just tougher, but more knowledgeable and and people that want to apply themselves to coaching in charge of that beginner's program to give them coaching opportunities. Cause that's something that I wish I would have had more through jujitsu. I had it a really good opportunity coaching through wrestling, but I didn't really get it in jujitsu that much. So we're going to start giving people that opportunity to acquire uh, the experience needed to maybe one day be a coach because everybody sleeps on how hard being a coach is. It is incredibly difficult um, to be a coach. You, and not only do you have to be, knowledgeable but being a coach is so much more than just being knowledgeable and we can talk about that on another podcast but uh the last thing is we are starting a kids competition team and we've already done a few competitions with our kids but we've never really had a team name man so i asked the kids like what are we going to be and we ended up being uh honey badgers right so a group of honey badgers is a seat so we're going to be scramble seat c-e-t-e and we're having a, a thing designed I'm having a little, uh, I'm giving the kids a chance to draw the patches themselves and suggest what they think it should look like, right? Which is pretty cool to see some of the stuff. Some of them are really good. Some of them are really good ideas. Other ones are drawn very, very well. And that's, you know, you need the combination of both if you're going to get a good team patch. Um, but we set, well, I let the kids vote on it. We ended up being the Honey Badgers, which is cool for me because when I was their age or a little older, um, that was one of my nicknames, you know, which was pretty neat. You know, I was I, I like that nickname. I embraced that nickname, um, and it's cool to see the kids uh, choose that for theirself, right? But anyhow, yep. Scramble seat coming out soon. Keep your eyes open for the for the patches and the the team crest. I guess you'd call it. I don't know logo. So real quick, twenty five minutes in, we're gonna we're gonna start wrapping this up. These solo episodes are going to be real quick episodes, 25, 30 minutes. So what to expect for the upcoming month? Uh, On August 12th, right? Oh Well, I guess I should say this first. On August 5th, we have a picture day, okay, for the kids, for the adults too, if you want to come. A members-only picture day. So if you're a member of Scramble and you want to get a picture in your gi, we're having a professional photographer come that she does this type of thing. Like she has the background and she has everything set up. But, um. Yeah, so anyways, Picture Day, August 5th at 4 p.m. If you need info on that, contact me on, you know, Remind, Facebook, Instagram, something. Get a hold of me. Call me, text me, something. August 12th, we're doing an in-house tournament, White Belt of the Year, Blue Belt of the Year. I think we're going to do Purple Belt of the Year. We were going to make it Purple and Brown Belt of the Year. I don't know if Jason's still going to do that. I can't do it because that same night is my gender reveal. And so I'm going to kind of focus on the gender reveal thing, but which I'm oh, my gosh, I'm having a baby. That's crazy. We'll talk about that soon, too. But whew, I just got a little lightheaded anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. So August 12th in-house tournament. Anybody's welcome to come watch that. Wear blue or pink, whatever you think my kid's going to be uh, the next day, August 13th, Professor. Uh, Carlos is going to be in town from Maryland's fourth degree black belt, our head affiliate, teaching a seminar. Fifty bucks. It's going to be around three hours, usually twelve to three, and that's going to be awesome. Uh, it's one of my favorite days of the whole year having Professor Carlos in town and getting to hang out with him and hear his stories. Hopefully, hopefully he's going to be on the podcast. We can get him on here. Uh, we we uh, we've I've actually done a podcast with him before. cigar store idiots. It's an absolute amazing podcast. If you like this, you'll love that. You should go check it out. Rob is a killer dude. I love him to death. I'd do anything for him. So uh, you should definitely check out Rob's podcast, uh, Cigar Store Idiots. And let me see. Hmm. Oh, man, I said picture day was the 5th. It's not the 5th. It's the 15th. That's okay. Maybe I'll go edit that out. Maybe I won't. That nobody's no none of the parents are gonna listen to this anyways. If they do, sorry, GG. GG, you will chew me out. She'll listen to it. Um Picture Day's the 15th. I'll I'll address that. Uh August 27th, Jason has a seminar in Maryland. We're going to see Professor Carlos in Maryland. Uh, that's gonna be awesome. That's kind of far though, so I don't I don't blame you if I don't see you there. But yeah, so Jason's doing a leg lock seminar. I think it's going to be a two-part seminar. First three hours uh, offensive stuff for leg locks, right? Like attacking and breaking mechanics mainly because it's hard to teach defenses when you don't know how to do them, right? Uh, So he's going to teach breaking mechanics and controls and such entries, I'm sure. Uh, And then we'll dismiss for an hour or two, come back three more hours, leg lock defense and escapes, which that will be fire. I'm really looking forward to that. It's something that everybody, you know, needs to start looking at. Leg locks are fundamentals these days. They're not some flashy thing that's going to come and go. You know, they are part of grappling now. And then the last thing, the next day in Cincinnati, it's I think it's might be Cincinnati, Ohio. It might be right across the river in Kentucky. But Matthew, one of our blue belts, has a match at Kumite Four, uh, hosted by. Ruben Vera of Queen City Grappling. He's a matchmaker, and he, not hosted by him, I guess, but he's the one that put that together for us and contacted me. We got Matthew a match, Nogi match on stage, big, beautiful event. Um, I think they even have, like, an intermission show. It's pretty pretty awesome. So I wanted to be on Akumite. didn't get a match that last time, but it is what it is. Um, but Matthew's going to do it August 28th. Um, I'm really looking forward to that. And I think that might be the only tournament or matches we have for the month of August. Like I said, August is pretty pretty strapped for us with all the seminars and the picture days and all this. But anyways, uh, I think this is about it, guys. This is 29 minutes going on 30. I, I want to wrap this up. If you have any feedback for the podcast, good or bad, you can't hurt my feelings. Um, so just give me the bad, too. Uh, you have questions comments or especially smack talk send any and all of it to half your pro, uh, half your problem podcast at gmail.com send it there that email uh, put the why you're sending it in the topic there in the top <clears throat> and you know maybe i'll read it on the next podcast hey i love you thank you for listening hopefully it wasn't too awful for the first one ever Uh, I'm looking forward for the next one. Thanks.